Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Greetings and well met, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 112 of Tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the Dungeon Crawler Network, and of course, our sponsors over at patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork. I am your host, Jelos, and this is a sort of a different episode than what we're normally used to, um, because, well, I'm alone today. Um, I want to say a special happy birthday to my friend Avi Optimal, who that's where he's at, celebrating his birthday today. And of course, Nate, aka Misa, is out hating ESO. No, I'm just kidding. He's very busy and was not able to make it this week either. Um, I didn't want to go three weeks without another episode, so I'm going to try this out. And if it's universally disliked, I just won't do another solo episode. I just didn't want to go three weeks without an episode. As many of you know, last week we attempted to have an episode, but I had internet issues, so we only made it about 20 minutes into the live stream before my internet decided to crash and, and you know, just burn and die. Um, we did announce our winner of the Crown Store Pack giveaway. That was the YouTube user John Lee. Sent him a message and he got his, his code. We're going to give away another Crown Pack at 1,500 subscribers on the YouTube channel, so keep that in mind. Um, I wanted to make sure I said that again because people who were there live heard the announcement, but not everyone because, unfortunately, we didn't release an entire episode. We attempted to do a studio recording, but my internet issues continued throughout the recording, and after several attempts and getting disconnected from Skype and just overall being frustrated with the quality of the show, I decided I'm scrapping it for the week because I would rather not have a show than put out something that was not good. And obviously with being upset that the technical difficulties that we were having, I was disjointed, all of my content was kind of all over the place, it just it just was not a good situation. So we did not release our episode like we said last week. Now, with that being said, I didn't want to go another week 
because we got a lot of news. So what I'm going to do is we're just going to go ahead and shout out some news here, talk about a few little things, keep discussion pretty much to a minimum because it's not much of a discussion if it's only one person. I might give my opinion, but that's how it's going to be. All right, a couple news for quick to mention. There was a patch on the U.S. mega server and the EU mega server PC side, patch 2.4.9. I know consoles got this at one point. It was just a small incremental patch that included a couple fixes for audio, some quest stuff, some trials, and the momentous system. Um, patch was about 105 megs. It wasn't anything real big. There was just a handful of quests that were not working as intended. Of course, there were some audio issues with characters not having uh, vocalizations, so that was supposedly fixed. And the door leading to the serpent in the veteran sanctum Ophidia will now properly open after this serpent resets. So there were some issues there. Um, wasn't much of a patch, just a little thing. And honestly, that's awesome because you don't want to see these incremental patches being huge. That just means there's lots of bugs. Doesn't necessarily mean there's not a lot of bugs now. <laughs> As our uh, console friends would know, I know they're having some real issues with loading screens and black figures and crashing and all of that. Um, but that's what they fixed this week. So maybe you do want these notes to be a little bigger. The other big news that we had this week was that patch 2.5.0, which is the update 11, the Argonian pack, the Shadows of the Hist. Um, came on the PTS. So if you're not on the PTS, you may want to hop on there and uh, do some testing. They got the two new dungeons. Um, I cannot remember their names for the life of me right now, but hey, whatever. Um, two new dungeons, including that, as well as the costume dying for the ESO Plus memberships, um, and as well as the style parlor. Capturable Towns in Cyrodiil, improved undaunted loot and a couple of redone racial passives there are a couple good uh youtubers out there that i like to frequent when i want to see this you can check out alcast he's from the guild hodor on the eu mega server one of the world first guilds for clearing trials and he's done several videos for the shadows of the hist uh kind of talking about and analyzing the different racial changes thank goodness my nord finally is getting a little bit of an update I wouldn't switch to Redguard anyway, but hey, you know, it is what it is. We got a little update there. Um, Argonians are now pretty much the best healers in the game, bar none. So there you go. So all you Ar Argonian lovers, I erect the spine of restoration magic to you because you are the new healers. So Templar, um, Argonian healers are the way to go. Um, there's a bunch of other little changes. Feel free to check it out either in the notes or, like I said, on Alcast's video. He did a fantastic job looking through them, talking about them, kind of saying where it's at um, where the and where they sit in the future for at least the competitive scene of PvE and a little bit of PvP. So go ahead and check all of that out. The final mention that we have is the July Crown Store Showcase. Um, with this showcase, they are finally releasing the Breton hero armor that was inspired by the Three Fates cinematic trailer, um, as well as the first two Imperial costumes from their Tailored in Tamriel series. Um, we're also getting Priest of the Green, the Rumir Waterfront Casual Wear, City Isle Tunic Dress, a couple Imperial sides, as well as the Doom Wolf, which we saw data mined earlier, 
and the Colovian Badger. So there we go. I expect to see a lot of Honey Badger references in the chat in the future. They're also adding the Turquoise Nixid pet this July. And they have the dates on the official Elder Scrolls Online page. So if you're interested in when most of them are going on sale, most are going on sale on the 7th for the Nixid, the Badger, and da, 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 a few of the others. Uh, the Hero costume goes on sale from July 21st to the 25th. And the Doom Wolf is the same thing. So both of those are limited time pets or mount serve costumes, so you might want to pick them up if that's something that interests you. Um, the other thing is the other two, the City Isle and the Waterfront Casual Wear, both do not come on till July 28th. A few things to take note of with this is they are removing some of the existing Crown Store items, and all of these items are going to be removed on the 1st of August. So if you haven't got them yet and kind of been toying around with picking them up, you may want to do it sooner rather than later. These include the Desert Garden Gala Overdress, the Priest of the Green, which oddly enough is only coming in this month. That's kind of weird. Song of Night Ensemble, the Toxin Doctor, which only came in last month, Treasure Hunter, which only came in like two months ago, and Tree Thane Ceremonial Dress, Tribal Shaman's Pack, Winterborn Reach Costume Pack, and the Winter Scouts Pack. Uh, the Banded Gar Charger is also leaving, as well as the Baby Netch, the Bangkin, the Blue Nixid, the Blue Oasis Frog, Braville Retriever, Sanguine's Black Goat, and the Windhelm Wolfhound. They are all being removed from the game on the 1st of August. Now... I'm going to do a little opinion piece here because one of the things that's kind of weird, and everyone knows I'm not a big fan of the Crown Store. I'm a subscription lover from way back when. I honestly believe that's the way MMOs should be. This buy-to-play, free-to-play, you know, bullcrap is is just a huge money grab, and it really annoys me. That said, ESO is the better of them, but this is kind of a weird situation that they're having here. Several of these costumes are only being released for a month. You know they have a lot of those one-time sale stuff, or, or the short-time sales. Like, we, we've seen them multiple times where it's only, like, for a weekend or whatever. But we're now starting to see stuff being added to the Crown Store and removed the same month. Specifically, the P Priest of the Green costume, which is only coming in this month on the 7th and then is being removed on the 1st, um, as well as, I think, the... Uh, Blue Nixid is another one. So there's like two or three of them off that list that are only just now being... Oh, I'm sorry. It's a turquoise Nixid is the one that is being added. So the blue one was from earlier. Um, so there's that. But the Priest of the Green, like I said, is only starting on the 7th. And they're removing it on the 1st of August. So it's like a month to pick that one up. Um, and most of these costumes normally range between 7, 000, or 700 and 1,000, and I imagine Priest of the Green is going to be closer to 1,000. So, I don't know. I'm not real fond of this removing things from the Crown Store. I know we talked a few episodes back about one of the perks that would be nice for the Dark, or not Dark Brotherhood, but for ESO Plus would be allowing ESO Plus subscribers to have access to the entire back catalog of everything that's ever been released. It kind of takes away from the you gotta buy it now kind of mentality, which I'm sure makes Zenimax quite a bit of money, but if we're subscribing to the game, 
we're in this for the long haul anyway, so I don't know how giving us access to that library would not be a good thing. I don't know, but let me know in the comments of the video, which is probably just going to be a gameplay. I'm going to record some gameplay to put over this just so it's something. And, uh, or, you know, send us uh, an email, contact at DungeonCallerNetwork.com, tweet us at Tales of Tamriel on the Twitters, and let us know what you think about the removal of these items. I'm personally not fond of it, but, you know, what are we going to do? Final little bit of the quick to mention notes is, as many of you know, we've already heard of the Shadows of the Hist and the Barbershop are coming this August. I believe it's something around August 1st, or uh, I remember, I have to look at this real quick. Um, it's very near the beginning of August that we're going to get the Shadows of the Hist, the Argonian Pack, and the Barbershop. We've also received confirmation that player housing has been pushed back from this year which we all sort of assumed it would probably be Q4 anyway, to Q1 of next year tentatively. We don't necessarily know at this point. It's just been pushed back a year. I know we saw in the ESO live chat that they mentioned that housing was coming this year. That is no longer the case. It has been pushed back for a later release date, uh, probably the very beginning of 2017. So keep your eye on there. We're probably going to do another episode of Tales of Tamriel sometime Maybe next week where we're going to show off some of the housing that is in the game. That will be mostly video, like a video type podcast. And we'll show the different housing that's been placed in with the Shadows of Hiss. They've already put the housing in, in several of the zones. You just can't access it. So we're going to walk around and show you guys. So keep that in mind. All right. We're going to move into the big news this week. (laughs) Excuse me. Um... One of the things we missed, and it was kind of annoying that we didn't get a chance to talk about, so it's kind of late, but during the Bethesda E3 event, they did announce that they have achieved 7 million active accounts. Now, we talked about this a little bit in the past, so congratulations to uh, ZeniMax Online Studios for the 7 million players. It's still a, a very large milestone. That's 7 million box sales. They removed the... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying to say here. Some people are like 7 million sa- sales. They removed all of the beta stuff. They removed all of this. It's only active accounts and box sales. Now, with that being said, that doesn't necessarily mean 7 million active players. It just means active accounts. Because when the game went by to play, um, all the subscribers had their accounts turned to this buy to play and they're active accounts as long as you weren't banned for something you have an active account i've had several friends whom i bought the game for when the game first came out and they stopped playing and they still haven't played they haven't logged in in a year um are greater but they're still have an active account so they therefore count towards this metric so i mean seven million players it's a nice little chunk of change for them um especially if it you know if they bought it full retail 60 bucks a, a box or whatever the case may be um, that, that is a nice little, little bit there. I don't know if it's going to be close enough to meet their, what their production cost is, but with the ongoing subscriptions and crown store, I'm sure they probably made up quite a bit, if not already surpassed that and now in the black. But, uh, yeah, congratulations, awesome. 7 million active accounts. Um, so there you go. One Tamriel was announced and will be coming this fall, taking the place of the proposed housing that we thought was coming in Q4. The nice part about One Tamriel, if you weren't 
aware of what this actually does. I've heard several people on less informed news sites who try to cover the meta of MMOs not really understanding what this actually entails. People are like, oh, Zenimax is just removing levels. They're not removing levels. You're still going to get levels specifically for the 1 to 50 and then champion points going after. What they are doing, however, is just using their Cyrodiil battle scale technology, whatever system, to upscale people to a rough version of veteran rank 16 or champion point 160, whatever you want to call it nowadays. It's always going to be veteran rank 16 to me rather than the CP nonsense, but that's essentially what they're doing. But if you've ever played on any of the Cyrodelic campaigns or even Rothgar, Hughesbane, or the Gold Coast as a low level, you'll know that even though you have the stats of a VR-16 to a certain extent, you don't have the champion points, you don't have these other things, you are still significantly weaker than you would be if you were an actual VR-16. So it's nice to be able to play with friends, but there's still going to be a level of progression in the game, and you will definitely feel it, I imagine, if you're trying to do some of the harder content in the game. Um, But overall, very good patch. It really does bring the sense of an Elder Scrolls game, that freedom to go where you want, when you want type idea into it. And and further remove the MMO level stigma of these are my 1 to 50 zones, this is everything else. It really does make everything feel like, as the name aptly says, just one Tamriel. All right, they also released some news on Update 11 Shadows of the Hiss. They gave us the launch details and some other things that are in there, including pricing, etc., etc. As of right now, if you have an ESO Plus membership, you automatically get it. But the DLC game pack will cost 1,500 crowns on the crown store for the Shadows of the Hiss. They are releasing a collector's edition um collector's bundle i should say for 2.5k crowns that includes the two dungeons five um experience scrolls the one hisgar and the turtle pet that they have on there the hisgar and the haj mata hatchling pet which is a miniaturized version of one of the bosses in the dungeons so there you go guys for 2.5k crowns you will get that now I'm going to try to find it on here because they were saying... Oh, also with this includes the Style Parlor, which allows us to, with crowns, purchase these little tokens to allow for name changes, style changes, or race changes. Now, with that being said, the appearance tokens allow you to more or less open up the character creator again and make your changes. The race change tokens have everything that the appearance change so if you get a race change token you don't need to get an appearance token as well because the race change allows you to go back into character creation and this time instead of just messing with the sliders you also get the ability to change your race and therefore then you get pushed into where the sliders are again and you can make your adjustments they're also adding hairstyles and adornments and markings to the crown store And the one thing that's actually kind of neat about this, they did monetize it incredibly, well, they just monetized a lot out of it. 
Um, but it kind of seems like it's the better of the routes. And the reason why I'm going to say this is people are saying they wanted this in-game, which I would have as well. I'm always, everything is in-game, and I wouldn't mind spending a little bit of money. In-game money, mind you. But how this is going to work is they've added hairstyles, adornments, and markings to your collection tabs. So when you purchase a hairstyle or a marking or an adornment or a tattoo, what, whatever it happens to be, those items get put into your collections menu and you can actually change your appearance, like your hairstyle and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, your adornments, your tattoos are your hair at, at will by just opening up your collection menu and going, okay, I feel like having a beard today. And all of a sudden there it goes. So you're not able to adjust sliders like you can with the, um, with the appearance token, but you can change how your hair and everything works by just clicking it in the costume, or in the costume menu, essentially. That brings us to costume dyeing. Now, this is an ESO Plus exclusive, which is awesome. ESO Plus Master Race all the way. That's right. Um, what they're essentially going to do is they're going to allow you to dye your costumes in this game. Now, the trick is, if you're not an ESO Plus subscriber... You have to buy these little dye stamps that come in pre-arranged colors that you can dye your armor. You buy them as, you know, an ad hoc kind of deal. If you're an ESO Plus subscriber, though, you can go to a dye station, like where you go to dye your armor, and you can dye your costumes using the dyes you got from achievements, etc., etc. Definitely a lot more robust, and it's a nice little way of making people go, hey, maybe I should just sign up for ESO Plus. With that... The base patch includes console chat, which is finally come, or console text chat, finally coming to consoles. The hard mode and normal mode a revamp of Arthurian Archive and Hellra, similar to what they did with Sanctum Ophidia in the Dark Brotherhood, which is an awesome, very welcome change. They're updating Dragon Star Arena to VR16, um, our Champion 160, whatever, and revamping all the rewards. So I know uh, a couple of my guildmates and I have hopped into Dragon Star Arena recently to clear it and get some practice in for when this gets updated. Um, Cyrodiil Town Capture System is now being added. They added three towns to Cyrodiil with which to capture and allows for another spawn point um, for the Alliance War. With that being said, inside these towns includes various vendors that sell purple quality items that you may want to pick up. Uh, a lot of these PvP sets, such as Ravager, etc., etc., are getting bumped up to CP160 as well and will be sold there. They are increasing our champion points by another 30 points. That's 10 in each line, the Warrior, the Thief, and the Mage. So we'll be able to go from 501 to 531 now is the new CP cap with the Shadows of the Hist. They also went about and rebalanced a bunch of the racials, which I talked about earlier. Again, go check out Outcast video, special plug for him, um, to see what was all changed. Or read the notes if you're so inclined. Um, a few other things, improved face effects and animations, changing the way clothes clothier surveys work you now actually get a leather one as well as a cloth one so you're not inundated with cloth but always short on leather um so that, that it's a few other little things including a few new crafting styles which are coming in including akatosh 
I'm not really sure what that looks like yet, but I'm actually really excited about that. Dark Brotherhood, Domitra, and the Minotaur. <clears throat> They're probably in the game already. Um, Domitra, of course, is what you've seen and what drops out of Maelstrom, or not Maelstrom Arena, uh, Mall of Lorcage, that kind of black with a little bit of blue accented gear. Minotaur is in the game already as the Mora House set. Um, so if you can get a hold of that in game, that's what it looks like. And of course, Dark Brotherhood speaks for itself. Akatosh, um, again, I believe drops out of Mall of Lorcage and will be craftable. All right, guys, make sure you hop on the PTS, take a look at that, and go from there. Um, they gave us another first look where they're showing off a little bit about all the different Update 11 stuff, which we kind of covered in greater detail, but if you wanted to see their first look, that is on the website now. Gives you a brief little overview, but honestly, you should just listen to our show and be done with it, because that's the way it goes. <laughs> all right. The last little thing I want to talk about is a couple discussion topics here for Update 11 with the new crafting styles uh, that were found. There, of course, was Akatosh, Dark Brotherhood, Domitra, and Minotaur. And we mentioned it earlier, but knowing how this is probably going to work is they'll probably include drops out of the different delves as well as the... Um, Oh, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, the world boss is similar to how they do it in all the other ones. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, I had a couple discussion topics, um, but I don't think I'm actually going to cover them in great detail this week just because discussion topics are very open-ended and it's I could give you my opinions, but it's a, it's a lot more fun to hear from our other hosts. So I'm going to go ahead and save some of that stuff for the next week um i want to thank everyone for listening i know this is kind of a short episode it's nothing real long nothing real special but i didn't want to go another week without giving you something so i wanted to cover a little bit of the news we had this week and let you know that we're going to come back probably next week with a little bit of a special episode showing off some of the different housing locations uh, for podcast listeners, please keep that in mind that if you're, po I'm going to try to be as descriptive as possible when talking about these things, but for episodes like that where we're in game, it might be more beneficial to actually come on and, and watch the video on YouTube if you're interested in seeing what the houses look like. Um, we'll probably add in a little bit of discussion so that our podcast listeners aren't left out in the dark but we'll do what we can do. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little episode and got a little bit of news, got brought back up to speed, and we'll be back next week with episode 113 of Tales of Tamriel. I hope everyone had a wonderful day. Have a happy 4th of July special thank you and a happy birthday to Avi Optimal. You're awesome, sir. Uh, missed you this week and we hope to see you next week have a good birthday buddy and we will see everyone later a serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortals sway 
Don't. 